Kale and Company, weekday mornings, 6 till 10. Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Stream us on the free Odyssey app. You haven't downloaded it already? What the hell are you doing? Watch us on YouTube. YouTube.com slash at 1210WPHT. Hit the like and subscribe buttons. Be a part of the comment community. Chat's fired up today. It is. Bruno at 820. Cut sheet at 745. Yeah, we're, we're only at 47 likes right now on the YouTube uh, channel. Uh, at 1210WPHT on YouTube. So if you're watching right now, please hit the like button. Yes. If you ask, they shall click. 855-839-1210, the number. couple of good stories before we get to the cut sheet, including a CIA whistleblower claiming that the agency bribed their own analysts to say that COVID did not come from Wuhan. This is uh, a major bombshell. We'll get to that. And also, uh, a trip down memory lane where Tony Fauci says masks don't work. We will get to that as we continue this morning. Also, a lot of criticism towards uh, the Disney Snow White movie, which I think will be the latest um, total flop from Walt Disney when it comes to movies and not generating um, any good ticket sales because, well, it's all politically motivated. We'll get to that as we continue. But 706, let's get the news. Round number two, and here is Don Stensland. And good morning. On this Wednesday, September 13th, we're at... We're looking at low 70s right now, still rainy, heating up to 80 degrees, full forecast in just a moment. We are sponsored this morning in Kale & Company News Live by the Pennsylvania Horse Racing Association, and this is Parks PARX. In the news, everybody's talking about not just here in our area, locally, regionally, nationally, police and SWAT, still uh, uh, the feds at the state level, Pennsylvania State Police, still searching for the guy that Rich Scioli labeled as Littlefoot. Littlefoot. Because they had to track his footprints. Yeah, what's he wear, like a six and a half? Yeah, it's like tiny feet. Yeah, it's like my daughter. <laughs> He's five feet, 120, and wears a six and a half. <laughs> so uh, he did steal a guy's boots. Maybe he's flopping around and you know, looks like Bozo and these, you know, he has these little feet and these big boots. Mm-hmm. But this is Danelli uh, um, Cavalcante, still believed to be within that search perimeter. This is Chester County, Pennsylvania, after he stole a loaded 22 caliber rifle from a garage. And then when that homeowner confronted him, the homeowner armed with a pistol firing at him, he still got away and eluded the gunfire, the homeowner, as well as authorities. It's amazing. Seven shots, you don't hit them. Somebody sent me a tweet said, uh, somebody sent me a tweet yesterday saying, who was the homeowner? Ben Simmons? <laughs> oh, that's oh, not right. Oh, it's funny, though. It's funny, though. <laughs> well, it was dark. Yeah. Yeah. But he did fire at him. It was the middle of the night. Yeah. I don't know. What if he did? What if he did graze, give a, get a graze wound or, well, I mean, there would be drops of blood. blood. Yeah. You would think. So, right. Yeah. You would think. Yeah. But they, it all, before the homeowner, what's, what's, you know, what's fascinating to a lot of people is this observant, you know, motorist. She sees somebody crouched by the side of the road. She calls 911. That's great. They get his footprints. And this led to Zioli yesterday. I thought that little foot, the search for little foot in, in Chester County was hysterical. Mm-hmm. But on a serious level, I, I, you know, we're now two weeks into this thing. Tomorrow will officially be, even though today is day 14, they've been out there. 500 i know sunday night it was 
almost 600, they said, law enforcement. So they've got ICE, they've got the FBI, they've got special tracking teams. We've got citizens on scooters. Yeah, and, and that is prompting authorities at the news conference to make an appeal to the public to say, please don't go out there. Uh, this guy is armed. He's very dangerous. He's desperate. Please don't go out there hunting for him. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of the scene from Jaws where they have Quint, and before Quint goes out, you have all the citizens around the island showing up in their little boats trying to catch the shark, and we're like, no, just let, let the professionals handle it. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you what, though. It, it would be a very bad look if this guy yeah. or any outsider, so to speak, would actually kill or capture Cavalcante. Yeah, I, from from a law enforcement point of view, I'm sure it's <clears throat> super frustrating to have uh, armed citizens going out there and trying to do this because you don't want them to try and hamper, you know, your whatever leads or whatever you have. Yeah. yeah. Do you get the feeling that we're at the point where the public is now starting to lose faith in the authorities or yes. get angry? Yes. Like, can we just you get a thousand people can't find one guy? Yeah. At the very beginning, people are willing. To, it's like COVID. At the very beginning, people are willing to do what they, you know, what they're told to do, and yeah. then at a certain point, they're like, "No, that's it. No, this okay. is it." Yep, I agree. Yeah, I think to your point, people are saying, "Let's do something that's not as, um, you know, in line with all the rules," mm-hmm. and that's that's just the issue. I will say. What we had this week and the break may very well be two two breaks that I'll point out is that you have on one hand his sister who is an illegal according to authorities. Right. She they questioned her. She refused to cooperate. And because she refused to cooperate, they are deporting her. Thank God. Yeah. And and so now they're going after an entire community of individuals who are fearing that those who are illegal among them may be deported, that kind of situation puts incentivizes an entire community of individuals to say, we don't want this this limelight on us. We're just trying to work hard in in the local, you know, mushroom farms or wherever they're they're working. Yeah. And incentivizes people to go for that twenty five thousand dollar reward. If you know where he is, turn him in. They yesterday we saw him again warning that if you know where this guy is and you help him we will prosecute you. Mm. I think that is that is something that incentivizes an entire community that might be the best to, to know where he is to turn him in. Mm-hmm. Also, I will say because they found the backpack overnight, they're still, I guess, doing the testing to confirm that it's his backpack. But remember, they have the sweatshirt that he dumped the day, you know, uh, night before last. They have his old shoes. They have so now they can give that to those canines. Yeah. To do the search, they have a good, fresh scent on him. Oh yeah, right. Yep. And so, and you talked about the heat last week, mm-hmm. and how that, that that you know really hindered their efforts in that body heat type thermal imaging technology. Right. We, the weather matters too because t- starting this afternoon and especially in tomorrow, the weather is going to change. Advantage law enforcement. Yeah. Yeah. So I I do believe. That they have some some good breaks that that will lead them, and also he's got to be growing a little a, a bit weary, right? Like you can't be totally with it at this point, right? You're not sleeping, you're not eating, you're on the run, you're high alert. Like your body's got to be starting to shut down. They should uh, all the all the illegals that they say are you know that they want to try and get to help him or whatever like that. They should 
They just say, hey, come on in if you have any information. Uh-huh. They'll come in and take a giant net, <laughs> put, put over there, and throw them across the border. I, I saw a tweet from uh, <laughs> Seth Williams, former district attorney and uh, defense attorney. He tweeted this. This is a great point. He says, I hope Cavalcante is safely apprehended. 500 law, 500 law enforcement officers scouring 10 square miles. That's exactly what Kensington needs. Yeah. Imagine if we took the resources we're using right now and took them to Kensington. Mm-hmm. You would clean that street, that city up in one week. That, yeah. that, that little section of town. Oh. Remarkable. Yeah, it's all possible. And that's what we've talked. I mean, we've, we've talked about that compare and contrast. The people here in Philadelphia are like, yeah, welcome to my world. Every single day they're looking for a killer in my neighborhood. Yep. Why isn't everybody outraged? Yep. Exactly. And, and why doesn't the governor, you had Governor Sh- uh, Josh Shapiro visiting the command center in Unionville. Well, why isn't the governor here? Mm-hmm. Why isn't, well, he did go to Kensington within the past year. But to the point of people in the various communities um, you know, we're coming up on Nicholas Elizalde's. We've talked a lot about the it's 14-year-old. One year, right? Yeah, it's coming up on one year. And you think of football season. And he was on a JV football team, a good student who was caught in that cross gunfire and and the grieving family coming out and, and even pushing for gun, you know, illegal gun owner reform. You know, you you think about people in this community frustrated by the crime and then looking to Chester County and going, oh, well, look at the people in the suburbs. Look at the resources they get when you have one guy escape. Mm-hmm. That's so correct. That's, you know, I, I think that there are a lot of people hurting still in Philadelphia when we talk about that. We have we've been headlining for you the fact that the House Speaker Kevin McCarthy directing the House committees to open that formal impeachment inquiry into President Joe Biden. A lot of reaction and, of course, all the networks leading with that this morning and following that trail. So that uh, we're covering that this morning very carefully for you. In I'll, I'll just point out to you one story as as we head into kind of flu and cold season. The leading decongestant used by millions of Americans who've been looking for relief from a stuffy nose. I saw this. Did you see this? Doesn't work. It's it's the uh, the government is now saying the FDA says it's it's no better than a dummy pill. Oh, so 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 yeah, the, F- placebo. the, the FDA right, yeah. basically says yeah, big pharma. This doesn't work either. Shocking. That seems to be a theme and trend the last couple of years around here. Honestly, guys, I wonder how much of this is these are placebos and it's just all mind it's like oh look this is gonna make me feel better and all of a sudden hey look it's making me feel better yeah well because that happens more often than people realize you're right well because it's it's the pseudofed that's the one that doesn't contain the pseudo ephedrine pseudofed is the one you have to get behind the counter right the good stuff they don't leave it out for you to grab so as i always say at the pharmacy and you have to show your driver's license right and i always say i want the breaking bad pseudofed yeah and, you know, because that's the good stuff. Mm-hmm. The other stuff that's out that you don't have to show your driver's license for, why do they even bother? Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> so I love that they did this, like, thank you. Uh-huh. What we all knew, the FDA had to tell us. Yes. Uh, we've been talking a lot about the Phils losing in the 10th. Braves could clinch the NL East tonight in Philadelphia. Ouch. There are a lot of pep. I know NBC10 is hosting a big pep rally today. And uh, with the Eagle in, in advance of the Eagles hosting the Vikings tomorrow night for the home opener, so a lot of Eagles excitement. Yeah, by the as, way, that, that game's going to stink tomorrow night. I'm just going on record. Why? It's going to stink. Short week. They look like crap on Sunday. They're not going to look good four days later. Wow! Look I, at you. And Minnesota's terrible. They got beat on Sunday as well. You expect another? Lo- I'm not saying the Eagles are going to lose. I think Eagles definitely win the game, but it's going to be a low-scoring, ugly game. Eagles minus seven. Yeah. Why not? 
What's the over under? Do you have that number over there? Hang on. I just I, I like the under better. It's probably 46, 47. Uh, FanDuel.com slash Greg, by the way. Yeah. Uh, the over under is 48 and a half. Oh, I love the under. That's a that's a 24, 14 game, something like that. 24, 16. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. You guys got it all down. You got the. <laughs> well, sure, we. You're, you are right about the. Home. Yeah. Home field, though, I don't know. Like they're they're gonna be fired up after that game. I think on Sunday. Oh yeah, no doubt about it. Um, there's a lot of Taylor Swift news. I'll just give you a headline that um, USA Today is being ripped because they're they just had a bunch of layoffs. Gannett well, did shocking. Left wing publications don't sell. And then at the same time, they're hiring a reporter just to be a new Taylor Swift reporter who's going to make a six figure salary. So you just follows around just her. Yeah. Just does Taylor Swift stories, but not fan, but not fangirl stories necessarily. Okay. Just covering the business side, covering the good, the bad, the tickets. Exactly. I mean, look at the reaction she got when she showed up to what's his name's wedding. Yeah. On LBI last month. She's dating Travis Kelsey now, apparently. Really? Jason Kelsey, the Eagles center brother. Yeah, I saw that. I thought that's where Dawn was going with this. Um, wow, Swift, Swift story. Yeah. I didn't see that. Yeah, wow. or they're—I don't know if they're dating is the right word. Whatever these people do these days. Well, she scored big time at the uh, VMAs last night. She won most of those categories. I so. I saw the list of the artists and stuff for the VMAs. I was like, I don't know how half these people didn't recognize any of them. No. Did you? No, I didn't I even d- realize the VMAs were still a thing. The VMAs were so like I think back to like the nineteen ninety two ninety one yeah. video music awards when it was such a Madonna happening. Michael Jackson. You know what I mean? It was always the first week back from school. That Thursday you would watch. Yeah. It. So everybody would talk about it Friday morning. Do they yeah. still make music videos? I don't. I have no idea. I guess so. That's yeah. what it stands for: Video yeah. Music Awards, right? Yeah. I believe yeah. so. Yeah. Very interesting. Travis Kelsey. That's true, right? I, I didn't, I'm, I'm not. I making, mean, all, all these stories are saying it. They're yeah. hang, they said they're hanging out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There are they the new power couple? Uh oh. Ooh. Wonder what Jason's thoughts are. Hmm. So let's get this. That'll straight. That'll be like his sister-in-law. Yeah. So Travis is hanging out with Taylor Swift and uh, Jason Kelsey shotgunning beers with WIP. <laughs> <laughs> Take which, a guess which yeah. one plays on the offensive line and which one's a pretty good-looking man. Travis for the win. It's a great point. I love it. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't get to watch the, the you know, we interviewed Anthony Dorenzo set up yesterday, the, the interview with the local uh, producer of the documentary, Kelsey. Oh, I heard that interview. Oh, my gosh. It was great. If you haven't heard it yet, go back on the, um, I think it's available on podcast. You should okay. go back and listen to it. It's but really good. I want to. I wish that Taylor had been maybe dating. That'd be cool if are she. Are we had still been... in the news? Yeah, oh, we are. sorry. Okay. Yeah. All right. Is this still the cut? Sheet? You got me all distracted. Don't distract me. I'm like ADD over here. We're crying out loud. That's the brand of the show here. <laughs> Who we thrive on. Listen, I got to get this in. Don't be distracted. Bet Parks Pennsylvania Derby at Parks Racing. Yeah, it's Pennsylvania's biggest day of thoroughbred racing. The Bet Parks Pennsylvania Derby at Parks Racing, Saturday, September 23rd. Gates are going to open 10 a.m. Free family fun, live music. It's a blast. Just visit PennHorseRacing.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Thank you, Bet Parks Pennsylvania Derby at Parks Racing for sponsoring Kale & Company News Live. Today, the rain, the worst of the rain is over. 80 degrees. We're in the low 80s today. Still kind of feeling muggy, but the sun will come out. But tomorrow, refreshing. Mid-70s, sunny. It's going to feel like fall. 
And that trend will continue Friday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Kale and Company News Live. All right, Don. thank you very much. 855-839-1210. So we know that um, you know, we've lost a lot of faith and trust in many of the institutions in this country and certainly many agencies over the last three and a half years. And you can add the CIA to this list now. Unbelievable headline here as a CIA whistleblower claims that the agency bribed their own analysts to say that COVID did not come from Wuhan. A bombshell Republican report exposes the alleged virus origins cover-up. And again, when we've had all these whistleblower stories in the last two or three months, I always say, I believe these whistleblowers because what do they have to gain from lying with this? They're not getting any monetary compensation. Yeah, they get their 15 minutes of fame, but their professional careers could be over. Their lives could be threatened or at risk. And uh, this is a very interesting story. Six of seven members on a CIA COVID discovery team were given significant monetary incentive to change their position, according to the whistleblower. The CIA ultimately refused to make a formal assessment on COVID origins even with low confidence. The story goes on to say a CIA whistleblower has told Congress the agency bribed its own analysts to say that COVID-19 did not originate in a Wuhan lab. So the alternative is, well, it was on the, in their, in the wet market and it mutated and it jumped species from a bat to a human as guys like Fauci like to reiterate. We'll get to that audio in a moment. But according to a veteran senior level serving agency officer, the CIA assigned seven officers to a COVID discovery team. At the end of their investigation, six of the seven believed the intelligence pointed to a low confidence assessment that COVID originated in a lab in China. The seventh member, the most senior of the team, believed that it evolved naturally. The other six were then given a significant monetary incentive to change their position according to the whistleblower. Let's go back down a trip down memory lane. Uh, Greg, this is K2. Let's listen to our boy, Dr. Anthony Fauci, our little buddy, Tony. He used to have a great jump shot back in the day, as Donald Trump used to say. Uh, and he's going there and saying, yes, that this was all signs pointed towards a mutation and a jump, a jump from one species to another species. Take a listen. group of highly qualified evolutionary virologists looked at the sequences there and the sequences in uh, bats as they evolve and the mutations that it took to get to the point where it is now is totally consistent with a jump of a species from an animal to a human. So, I mean, the the paper will be available. I, I don't have the authors right now, but we can make that available too. So we have had multiple people and multiple agencies say that this is not the case according to their assessment. I believe it was the FBI had moderate to high confidence that this was created in a lab. The CIA had a low level of confidence that it was created in a lab, and six out of the seven um, investigators arrived at that conclusion. And one, of course, the six that didn't were bribed to say, no, nope, this was not a lab creation. It wasn't people tinkering around with stuff. Uh, Dr. Robert Redfeld has completely disagreed with Fauci many times on this front. And you're at a point now where... And I know we keep seeing Fauci pop up. You know, he's like Puxatani Philly. Comes out, <laughs> he comes out from time to time, and he says a few things, and then goes off into retirement again. But I, you know, we're at the point now where we're starting to see some places with 
COVID boosters and mask mandates and closures and mask recommendations. Let's take a trip down memory lane. This was Tony Fauci a few years ago on 60 Minutes saying, yeah, masks, they don't really do anything for you. We should not be white. There's no reason to be walking around with a mask. When you're in the middle of an outbreak, wearing a mask might make people feel a little bit better and it might even block a, a droplet but it's not providing the perfect protection that people think that it is and often there are unintended consequences people keep fiddling with the mask and they keep touching their face and can you get some schmutz sort of staying inside yeah those schmutz and people don't use the mask correctly anyway like you go to the grocery store and they've got them on their chin like it's a chin strap for a football helmet like what are you doing and you heard that right there. And I think most people in this audience are probably not mask wearers anymore or maybe never wore a mask to begin with. But for the few that are in this audience that might wear the mask, you just heard it from the guy two or three years ago. And, of course, he's flip-flopped 5,000 different times. And then he claims that his quotes are taken out of context and it was never intended to be this way. And that's not what I said. But, again, if you feel better, if it makes you feel safe, then keep covering up your face for the rest of your life. But that was Tony Fauci, I think, in 2021 on 60 Minutes. 855-839-1210 is how you climb in, working our way towards what's on the cut sheet, which is up in less than 20 minutes. We'll come back, work our way towards that. And also, Disney, get ready for another disastrous movie release. It's amazing. You go left wing, and nobody wants to consume it. The backlash for Snow White continues. We'll give you that as we continue. Kale and Company. Yeah, we we're talking about the uh, Birds home opener tomorrow night. The Eagles are favored uh, by seven. Eagles minus seven. Uh, the over-under is 48 and a half. I'm going to disagree with Kale. I'm going to go with the over on the 48 and a half because I do think it's going to be. I think the Eagles are going to be juiced up uh uh, revved up and ready to go, especially in front of a hometown crowd tomorrow night. The NFL season is here, and now is the time to get incredible offers from FanDuel in partnership with the Valley Forge Casino. It's America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off the NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. This is the best offer, but you have to act now because this offer expires on September 18th. FanDuel.com slash Greg to sign up right now. FanDuel is the official partner of 1210 WPHT and is the official partner of the NFL. 21 and over, President PA, first online real money, wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issue does not withdrawable. Bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. NFL Sunday ticket offer ends 9-18-23. No refunds. Terms and embargoes apply. $100 off NFL Sunday ticket, not YouTube TV. YouTube TV base plan required to watch YouTube TV. Redemption requires a Google account and current form of payment. Commercial use excluded. Subscription renews. Cancel anytime. This is the Kale and Company podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and on the free Odyssey app. QC Kinetics can change your life. Yeah, you can live again. Without all that chronic joint pain, without drugs, no surgery here. QC Kinetics, it's advanced regenerative medicine. They take your body's own concentrated healing properties, put them right into your joint, directly into that joint that's aching, which restores and repairs that damaged tissue that's causing all that horrible pain. And the patient satisfaction reports are just astonishing. 
finally a real alternative to the old ways of dealing with pain. And unlike surgery, there's no downtime with QC treatments. So if you're suffering with that constant pain that you're having to deal with, maybe in your knees, your hips, your shoulder, or your back, you need to just call, get a free consultation from the medical professionals at QC Kinetics today. And think about it, moving around pain-free, doing everything you love again without that chronic pain keeping you back from everything you love to do. Just call them. QC Kinetics, just see how the latest advances in precision, regenerative medicine, attack your pain, and then bring you lasting relief. Right now is the best time to call. Get started. They're right here in the region of Philadelphia. Um, I, I visited recently the KOP, King of Prussia, QC Kinetics. They're fantastic people. It's all under one roof. That's what I love about it. But they do great work. You're going to love this, and they're across the region. Just call them, 215-999-3000, 215-999-3000, QC Kinetics, 215-999-3000. Kale and Company continuing live here on this Wednesday morning. The backlash to the Snow White actress's woke comments could tank the Disney remake, experts say. We'll get to that in a couple of minutes. Speaking of Disney, Disney keyword coming up at 9.50 this morning. All September long, every morning for the month of September at 9.50, we will give you a keyword. You go to 1210WPHT.com to enter for your chance at a free trip to Walt Disney World. Speaking of Florida, Tony Bruno will join us at 8.20 this morning. And the cut sheet is just about 10 minutes out. Uh, Before we get to uh, what they're saying about this movie, um, I saw this headline on Fox News. I've got it on in the studio, as I do every morning. And I screenshotted it, and I posted it on Twitter because I think it's pretty outrageous. Uh, but the headline on the, the bottom of the screen on Fox News as they were talking about Joe Biden uh, and his impeachment inquiry, which was our big take this morning. If you missed that, get that on the free Odyssey app with the rewind feature. But the White House has now sent a letter to media executives urging the outlets to ramp up the scrutiny of the impeachment inquiry. I want to, what? Uh, uh, that, that's, that's real life here. White House sends letter to media executives urging outlets to ramp up scrutiny of impeachment inquiry. So we essentially have a state-run media now, which is what they have in China. And this is coming after Monday's big take, after what, fall, what fell out on Friday, where the Fifth Circuit ruled that the Biden administration violated your First Amendment rights when it comes to censorship with social media and the criticism of the Biden administration and their handling of COVID during the pandemic. So if you got flagged, reported, suspended, or banned, uh, the Biden v. Missouri court ruling was upheld this past Friday by the Fifth Circuit. So they can't do that to you on social media, but I guess they can send a letter to CNN, MSNBC, CBS, ABC, NBC, and every other mainstream media publication or outlet and telling these executives, you need to ramp up your criticism. Kevin McCarthy's coming for us, and we can't have it. You need to be outraged. And think about where we're at at a point. And I remember this would actually happen when I was in sports media for a little bit, uh, whether it was in Philly, Nashville, or Atlanta. There were some sports teams in the cities that I were working in where they didn't care what you said about them. Like, credit to the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles never gave a you-know-what about what almost anybody had to say about them. Because they know they run the town. They're the big shots. They're the best team. They're the most talked about team. But the Flyers, the Flyers had really thin skin. 
Luckily, nobody talks about that. Yeah, right. (laughs) You know, you never talk about us, but when you do, you're critical. Oh, I'm sorry. That's yeah. right. You err on our station. We will. We won't be as so as so harsh. Like I can't believe we're living in a world where the Biden administration is now going to media outlets and saying to ramp. Imagine somebody coming here and saying, "I need you to increase your coverage on this and be super critical of that." And I'd be like, "Well, if I don't believe it, I'm not saying it." That's first of all. Well, to be fair, I mean, if you subscribe to like uh, RNC, DNC, all that stuff, they they do send out a list of. Talking points. Talking yeah, points. of course. Yeah. And you can either choose to follow them or don't. Right. So um, it is interesting that, that that letter or whatever was set out by the White House because I do have audio of okay. of uh, the <laughs> the night shows last night d- being critical of it. Okay. All right. So we'll, we'll get to that then. Are they listening? I guess so. All right. Uh, also, an interesting tweet that we got from Constitutional Tony on Twitter saying this should have received way more media coverage. And he sent us to a, a link of an audio clip that we actually did play you this uh, on the show. Uh, it's the clip of uh, Rock, uh, Dr. Robert Redfeld, who was essentially exposing Fauci for the cover up when he was giving that testimony. I forget when we played that. I think that was in the spring or the early portions of the summer. And if you recall, because we were just talking last segment about Fauci and COVID and masks and, you know, the the virus not jumping from a bat to a human, but being a, a lab creation. I mean, Robert Redfeld is equally as qualified to talk about COVID as Tony Fauci is. And yet, even though he had a, a, Redfeld was the director of the CDC. So it's, it's very interesting that, you know, when you're the ex guy or you served under Trump, you're viewed differently and anybody and this is this has been the theme with covid for three and a half years if you don't agree with fauci or rochelle walensky or anybody in the nih currently then you're deemed to be less credible you're ridiculed and we have the the guy here at penn that was liking tweets that weren't necessarily mainstream talking points and of course, he faced a bunch of backlash and repercussions. Uh, the Dr. J. Bhattacharyas of the world. If you didn't fall in line with the main narrative of masks work, vaccines work, you're not going to get it, you're not going to spread it, get your booster, all of that, they just smeared you as anti science, as an anti vaccine guy. And how many times have we seen stories or listened to sound bites or watched video clips of people that? We're against the vaccine, the shot, the booster, but are not anti-vaxxers. Like, not everybody that didn't get the COVID vaccine is RFK Jr. and uber critical of all vaccines and all science and all medicine and all shots. And yet they just kind of generally categorized you as an anti-vaxxer because, well, you said, you know what? I you created that pretty quickly. I'm not sure I want to do that. And, oh, by the way, it doesn't look like I'm in the at-risk or high-risk category, so I think I'll pass. And, of course, they went after you. 855-839-1210 is the number. All right, cut sheet coming up in about three minutes. I, I wanted to get to this story because we've covered it a few different times, and we've even had it, I believe, in different variations of the cut sheet. So Disney's got a new Snow White coming out. I believe it comes out in 2024. And we've played you some clips of it and some sound bites. The, uh, the, the young lady who is playing Snow White is AOC's doppelganger. I've, I've established that. I've trademarked that and copyrighted it so nobody else can steal that. Uh, but apparently the 22-year-old star could be facing a lot of backlash, so say the experts. Uh, she has been very critical. The lead actress is Rachel Zegler. 
Uh, she's like AOC Jr. She's like Mini-Me to Dr. Evil. She looks just like her and thinks just like her. And the 22-year-old star has been making headlines recently for her comments regarding the original 1937 film of Snow White. Zegler said that she hated the classic love story. She thought it was, quote, weird and labeled the prince as a stalker. She probably thinks he's also a MAGA Republican. Uh, as for the new live-action version, the Snow White star alluded to some major updates. She's, quote, not going to be saved by the prince, and she's not going to be dreaming about true love. But branding expert Carla Spate has predicted that Zegler's highly publicized comments could hurt ticket sales. She told the Daily Mail that even though old Disney movies, quote, hold old values, taking revisions, quote, to the opposite extreme in an effort to, quote, inflict strong and loaded political messaging of the viewers is a mistake. Spate said, quote, Disney will need to be very careful with how they have portrayed Snow White and what they do and don't allow their actors to say about it going forward. They simply cannot repeat the same mistakes of past movies that leaned left and allowed their actors to be so vocal in their own personal opinion during promotions. Which, like, I, I always loved it. And this is where you heard the old adage of, like, stick to sports when, like, an athlete would get political. <laughs> like, we, we don't need to hear actresses or actors, especially the younger ones that haven't really experienced life, giving you dissertations on what's right with society and wrong with society. Like, I guarantee you this will be one of those Disney movies that when the first box office weekend report comes out in 2024, it's going to be less than impressive. I, I, I will I will take I, that prediction to the bank. I agree with you. If it comes out at all. <laughs> well, you think they're going to cancel it? I don't know. I just There's so much backlash about this already. Yes. That you have to wonder if it's even going to... Right. See the light of day. Like, imagine being a 22-year-old actress, and you're going to sit there and give uh, people that enjoyed the 1937 version, let's say these people are 50 or 60 or 70, and you're like, wait a minute, little girl. I've got three or four different decades of experience on you in life and this and that. And, like, just just stick to the movie script, and maybe I'll take my grandkids or my children to see it. But, like, once again, you're turning off a segment of the population for what? Yep. To virtue signal, that's gonna be your it's gonna be your own demise when this uh this is the box office dud. But that's been the theme and the mantra lately and the trend for Disney. It's funny that it just happened during her interview. I guess there was there were live action shows that were scheduled. Those have been put off, so we don't have the official confirmation yep. as to what's gonna happen, but there's so much backlash online. Yeah. And it and once again it's much like the Bud Light situation. This is just somebody involved. Yep. Who should get should have promoted it as a wonderful, fun opportunity? What what a fun time to mm-hmm. portray an iconic, yeah. you know, Disney figure that she could have just been positive about it and said, "Oh, you have to watch it. It's so much could, fun. Could be your big breakthrough, right? Twenty two years old. Just just promote it as something that's an, a real honor. Yep. To represent, you know, a, an iconic Disney figure. That's mm-hmm. it. Boom. Yep. You're done. That's correct. Another PR expert, Nick Eady, had similar thoughts telling the Daily Mail that he thought the film's star has proven, quote, she isn't the best person to be promoting the film, which I would agree with as you well. You think? I think so. All right. Uh, 855-839-1210. It is 745 right on the dot. Let's get to a Wednesday edition of What's on the Cut Sheet. What's on 
The Cut Sheet! What's on the Cut Sheet on this Wednesday is brought to you by our good friends at Cherry Hill Volvo, where Costco members save even more. Purchase a certified 2020, 2021, or 2022 XC40, XC60, or XC90 and receive an additional $1,500 off. Visit Cherry Hill Volvo today. Check them out on Route 70 in Cherry Hill. Cherry Hill Volvo, where relationships matter. Streaming live right now on YouTube, where Jimmy writes... Would you like to hear some criticism, Nick? Uh, I mean, I haven't had it in a couple of days. I Jimmy writes, if it were possible to do analytics on channel changing, I suspect Greg would be shocked to at, at the channel changing that goes on when the subject goes to sports or celebrity gossip. Oh. Uh, Jimmy, I do have those analytics, and you'll be shocked to know <laughs> that you were wrong. You were wrong. Dawn's news from, I have it right here in front of me, Dawn's news from 710 to 720 this morning. Uh, uh, was the highest listened to in, in about two and a half weeks. Oh! So, uh, uh, why don't you take your analytics and your theories and your, your armchair quarterback things of what we should and should not talk about and just stay on the YouTube chat, okay? Oh, God, I just, it just, and you thought, I, like, I thought I was supposed to be triggered by that. Oh, God. It was Greg that went off. Greg Stalker. Sorry. Yes. Sorry. Was that Fred? No, it wasn't Fred. Okay. I'm just kidding, obviously. This is all shtick, baby. It's just shtick. All right. You talked about the White House and uh, how they're sending out talking points to the networks uh, about how this impeachment hearing, inquiry, whatever we're calling it, is a sham. Yep. Uh, did they follow? Uh, I'm sure you'll be shocked to know, Nick Hale, that it seems that they did. Of course. Fall <laughs> Be- right in line. Because uh, I'm going to play a few uh, a few clips from last night's programs. Uh, this is Anderson Cooper. He had uh, Congressman Ken Buck on uh, talking about is, is actually Trump driving this Biden impeachment. You, you mentioned this. CNN is reporting that, that former President Trump spoke today with House GOP conference chair Elise Stefanik about the impeachment strategy. Is he I mean, is, is he really the one driving this? I don't know whether he's driving it directly or indirectly. Certainly, as as he uh, uh, participates in social media and talks about this on social media, he is driving the activists to call members of Congress and, and get involved. So whether he called Kevin McCarthy directly or whether he uh, is just uh, sort of getting the, the, the troops riled up, I'm not sure which way it happened, but certainly members of Congress are hearing about it. So, what do you- so we're back to CNN saying blame it on Trump. Uh, if it rains today, it's Trump's fault. Uh, if your car got a flat tire, it's Trump's fault. Actually, I would say Trump has very little to do with it. I would say, number one, the facts are driving this. All the evidence that is mounted up is driving this. And then number two, there are a, a, a big segment. I don't even know. Maybe, maybe a big segment is not the right word. But certainly many people in the House that they didn't want Kevin McCarthy to be the speaker. Remember how many times he had to keep going for the votes? In January of 2020, remember we spent days talking yeah. about that? Yep. He also has to do this to some extent to appease other people in Congress. But I would say Trump would be a distant third at best. But they're talking about everything other than the fact right. that, that they have enough to go for an inquiry and say we want it, we want to get to the tangible evidence. Is this real or or what? Mm-hmm. And And nobody wants to talk about the issue, which right. is... Is this individual who is our president of the United States of America? Because they're essentially accusing this individual of major 
pay to play corruption. Mm-hmm. That's what he's being accused of. That's correct. Nobody wants to, they want to talk about Trump. They want to talk about anything else, but they don't want to talk about the issue. And for them to say, and I laughed out loud when, when they had the audacity to say, how could they open up an inquiry of impeachment mm-hmm. when President Biden is running for re-election in 2024? Uh, yeah. I, right? Yeah. Well, as I said in the big take this morning, <laughs> they started it, right? You can't have it both ways. Okay, so let's. So we we've heard from uh, a, a congressman on Anderson Cooper's. Uh, he seems to be falling in line with let's let's blame Trump for this. Yep. Let's go to Caitlin Collins' nine o'clock show. She had a former what is he White House counsel in the Nixon administration, John Dean. Every time there's some sort of scandal uh, that there's impeachment talks, they always they always roll out John Dean. <laughs> um, he he says the Biden impeachment is all smoke and no fire. Okay, taking up impeachment. You're, you talked about not recognizing the party anymore. Right now, 2024 Republican candidates, they're kind of threading the needle on how to talk about this specifically. Chris Christie was on with, with Jake Tapper today, and this is how he phrased it. If, in fact, uh, you, know, you don't have greater facts than what you have now, it would be cheapening impeachment. I do think that an investigation needs to be had both by congressional oversight and by the special counsel. Um, there's enough smoke here that you need to look. What do you make of those two things? One saying if there are no more facts than what we know now, that it's cheapening impeachment, but also talking about the necessity uh, of having this investigation. I don't think anyone would complain about congressional oversight, but taking the step of, of going into an impeachment inquiry itself. Well, I don't know where uh, Chris Christie even finds probable cause. He's a former U.S. attorney. He knows what the basis of a criminal investigation is. An impeachment inquiry is something of an equivalent. Uh, An impeachment panel is often referred to as the equivalent of a grand jury. Uh, The evidence is presented, and they make a decision as to whether to charge or not. And then it's taken to the Senate for a trial. Uh, I don't see any probable cause here, as Dan Goldman said, uh, at the top of the show, uh, there's just no evidence. So this is all smoke and no fire. Well, Nancy May said they're they're doing it together. So there's all no, smoke, no fire. Sorry. All smoke, no fire. Yep. No evidence, no probable cause. Let, let me give you some evidence and some probable cause here. So Putin's billionaire buddy wires the Biden family three and a half million dollars. Then they had dinner with Joe, and then she's off the sanctions list twice. Joe flew Hunter to China, and he came back with a bucket of cash, and then Hunter told them to pay up or else, and then Joe wrote the Chinese executive's daughter recommendations to get into Brown University. They greased the regulatory process so the Chinese could buy an American car company. Hunter got a massive diamond that he lost, and Joe goes soft on the country that gave it to him. You go on down the list, burner phones, shell companies, bank accounts, wire transfers, I, I've never met anybody that just gets money for free without doing anything in return. So when Dawn said pay for play, yeah, I think that might be p- applicable here. I, uh, I'm going to play after this next cut from the media last night. I will play Scott Perry, uh, who basically said what you're saying right now, Nick. Uh, Maggie Haberman from the New York Times uh, was on CNN also last night saying impeachment could benefit Joe Biden. Congress members. Yeah, and for some of them, an inquiry is not even 
enough. They want to move right. full steam ahead with it, a full impeachment of President Biden. Well, and it's important to note, Caitlin, that, look, to, to Congressman Goldman's point, we, we don't know. There's there's no evidence so far that ties Joe Biden to any of this, uh, at least nothing that they have brought forward and that we have seen. Now, you know, they're, they're suggesting that that could change if they move ahead. Something else that could change if they move ahead is this could benefit President Biden. This could end up having ramifications for Republicans if voters who don't really want to see these kinds of inquiries all the time feel like this is going too far. And I think what you heard from the congressman just now, what he was talking about, about real work that has to get done, that's what you're going to hear Democrats talk about over and over and over again. Yeah. And what does an impeachment inquiry even look like if the if the government right. is shut down is another right. question. You know, you might have a few 81-year-olds today heading to a local CVS or Walgreens to get boosted. But you know one individual who's 81 that won't get boosted? Joe Biden. Because <laughs> his poll numbers are so low, they're unboostable. Uh, the reality is this. Do I think the Republicans will emerge victorious here with an impeachment? No, I do not. But do you think that this guy is actually going to see his numbers go up? I do not think that's going to be the case. With Trump, it's different with the way they go after him and his poll numbers go up every time. I do not think that this will backfire as far as a rallying cry around Joe Biden. Because if anything, we know the Democrats, an overwhelming majority, they want a reason to get away from Joe. They're looking for the easy out, whether it's his age, impeachment, whatever it might be. They want to move on to somebody younger. Where on the Republican side of things, there's still a strong level of support for Donald Trump. So it's whose camp wants their guy to stick around longer more Republicans do what Trump and Democrats do what Joe. Uh, Pennsylvania Representative Scott Perry took to the podium yesterday to give uh, to give his thoughts. He's part of that Freedom Caucus uh, 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 contingency in uh, in the House, saying uh, that he was asked by a reporter about evidence of Biden corruption, and this is what he said. Cut four, Daniel claims that he would do that, and I don't think it'd be appropriate. All right, last question. Yes, ma'am. Actual evidence do you have as opposed to allegations to show to the American public that would merit an actual impeachment inquiry of Joe Biden and prove that today isn't just about some of you. Oh, I don't know. McCarthy for the sake of enacting political revenge. Uh, this isn't about political Trump. revenge. We have the bank accounts. We can see, ma'am, you can see that the homes that the Bidens own can't be afforded on a, on a congressional or Senate salary. You also understand that it's not normal for family members to receive millions of dollars from overseas interests. Those things aren't normal. That's not normal to have 20 shell, shell country, companies. These things are not normal, and it alludes to not only just widespread corruption, but money laundering, if not influence peddling itself. And we also have the president, the vice president at the time, on record saying that the prosecutor was fired. Well, son of a bitch. The prosecutor was fired, right? Because the prosecutor <laughs> was going after the, the company that his son was working on. That's what we have. If you can't see that, if you are, if you are that blunt, look, I'll turn it over to the attorneys. I can't see that. It's, it's because you don't report on it. Uh, yep. No, no. Thank go. you. Well, and that's a great uh, soundbite from Scott, by the way. If we can get the SOB bleeped out and on my board, that would be great. Uh, it would be like me going to Twitter and posting a picture of me closing on a home that sold for $1.3 million. You would be like, wait a minute. How does Nick Kale afford a $1.3 million home? He's a radio host. Joe has been a congressional person and a politician for 40, 45, 50 years, whatever it is. $170,000 salary. His wife, uh, an educator. And they live like royalty. The math doesn't add up. 
But it is interesting there how the mainstream media, they're all like befuddled today. They're like, and yesterday, well, what evidence do you have? We haven't. And it's like, if you've been paying attention to other <laughs> media outlets beyond the mainstream, we've been talking about this for months. It shouldn't be a surprise if you're actually willing to listen to other sources and other outlets that actually delve into the negative on your side of your party. But that was a great soundbite, Don. <laughs> Scott, Scott, Scott just went off. Well, son of a... Yeah. I think we should look into all how a uh, lot of these... Every one of them. Like, how they afford being career politicians. We know what the salary is. Yep. Um, you know, and and for the most part, you know what the wife or husband uh, does and yeah. makes. I, you know, Jill, Jill's a, a teacher. Yeah, I mean, she's a doctor. But PhD, but, but yes, but, she's an educator. But again, yeah. he's been a career politician. Right. Doctorates in education don't pay that much. And he, she, his first, he was first elected to the Newcastle County Council in 1970, right. and to the U.S. Senate in 1972. That's right. what you call a career politician, and right? He, even the salary of the president today—is it was it four hundred grand? Yes, which is still a great amount of money. But I mean, even Not, even yeah. at that point, it's like. <laughs> You still living like Joe lives? Exactly. Come on. Exactly. Uh, John Fetterman was asked about uh, the impeachment. Oh, this, um, this is great. The this house is the best of the day. The House impeachment inquiry yesterday. He gave this weird. You have to see it too on YouTube. Like yep. it is just like he's he's just so. He looks like he just got out of a prison. <laughs> Wait, maybe he's maybe he should be taking Cavalcanti's spot. <laughs> it's just it, it's this weird reaction to it. Like I guess he's trying to be funny. He is, but uh, I don't I don't know. It, it lands very weirdly. Uh, this is cut one. Asking about this news that uh, Speaker McCarthy has formally launched an impeachment inquiry. Has said he's going. To oh my God! Really? Oh my gosh! You know? Oh, it's devastating. <laughs> Ooh, don't do it. Please don't do it. What? Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> we got to run back to the office. Look at his aide. Yeah, yeah. His aide is just trying to get him out, out of there. He is wearing, like, a blue um, short-sleeved... Uh, Dickies. It, Dickies shirt. Yeah, it's like a Dickies work shirt. You could see the tattoos on his arms. Yep. He's got the mustache thing, but he's got the goatee growing in underneath it. Yep. Um, if you were taking your kids trick or treating and he was on their on your porch, you probably wouldn't get the three musketeer bar from him. He looks, I mean, he looks like he just got out of like Rikers Island. Yeah. Can we roll back that video, Daniel? And put um, him. In, I want him in box four as well. Yeah, well, can let's actually let's let's roll back the entire clip yeah. if we can. I'm going to start it over. Cut, cut one again, Daniel. Asking about this news that uh, Speaker McCarthy has formally launched an impeachment inquiry, has said he's going to. Oh my God! Really? Oh my gosh! You know? Oh, it's devastating. <laughs> Ooh, don't do it! Please don't do it! Oh no! Oh no! His gym shorts on too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because you can see the string hanging out. Yeah. He looks like he just got out of a bowling alley. <laughs> <laughs> All bowlers look the same, by the way. Uh, yeah, yeah. Nice. Joke lens. Like we call him Senator. Like really? Yeah. This is this is this is the guy, John Fetterman. And, he's, and you're right. It didn't land. He's trying to be funny. Ooh, we're shaking in our boots, is what he's saying. Oh, impeachment inquiries. And like honestly, he's probably right. I, I don't think anybody on the left is concerned about this. I think his staffer his, or his handler tells tells everything you need to know. This this person is trying to get him away from those cameras as quickly as possible. Mm -hmm. 
and say, we got to go, we got to go to get a, you know, and is, is physically, yeah. you know, taking his arms rat, like toward the senator and, and ushering him away. Mm-hmm. And to me, that, when do you really see that with a senator? You know, a United States senator. Yep. You, you don't, because most people behind the scenes would go, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. You're not, but this is, right. this is what this person has been told to right. do. Yeah. I mean, you think about it. Democrats, they don't they don't debate. They don't come out and campaign. They stay at home. And then they're never accountable or available to those people. Who's got the tougher job? Kareem Jean-Pierre <laughs> cleaning up the Biden mess or Fetterman's handler? <laughs> I mean, can Fetterman, uh, uh, can he... Can he wear a suit or at least a collared shirt, for God's sake? And I, I'm a like, look, I, I have a, I have a, I have a flannel on today and a band shirt on. Like, I'm not exactly yeah. uh, dressed for success today. Same but, here. but like, I'm not a United States senator. Nope. And, it, and like, it, act the part, bro. We, we we've seen him in, I think, a suit one time, and that was the photo op that he yeah. did with his for picture day, basically, <laughs> with uh, Giselle and his kid, and that was it. Kids and his kids, yeah. So what do we have? Uh, we have a uh, we have a remix or a song parody. We do, yeah, by one of our listeners, Newman Price. Oh, sent it in. News to okay, news to me. Yeah, do you want to hear some of it? Of course. All right, I was totally um, unaware. Uh, oh, it's 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 to the Leonard Skinner song "Ooh That Smell" remix. <laughs> oh, oh my god! Right, uh, no, let's not have too much fun. We don't want the analytics to dip off. <laughs> the analytics ain't dipping off, dude. Okay. Trust me. Look what's going on inside you. Good. That's good. <laughs> Newman good. Price sent that in. Newman Price. Oh, Very nice good. work, Newman. Look at us taking taking, taking yeah. requests from listeners. You know, Fetterman there sounds like the Sasquatch in the Jack Links commercial. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> what an odd reaction to something, right? He's an odd human being. In that in that version, it does make me think of Shaggy and Scooby Doo. Oh yeah, yes. he could do some Zoinks. voice work. Yep. <laughs> And, and let's be real too. He was an odd guy before he had the stroke. Yeah, this is not all just the side effects or the lasting results of the stroke. Yep, this is a guy that was unemployed be- before he had a stroke, living in his parents' house as yep. a Harvard graduate. Yeah, but people, even those who didn't vote for him, yeah, you know, said that he always was. He was very personable. Yeah, quick, funny. He was a funny guy, and so it's good. You know, I think. That's the actually the best we've seen him. Mm-hmm. That he's his speech is not that um, staccato style speech yeah. where it's almost like a Tourette's situation mm-hmm. where he's not making full sense. Right. And so now it looks like the it looks like he's healing as far as the brain injury that I think he you know all the experts are saying he suffered with that stroke. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, he's still not one hundred percent. No. Right, and he's never going to be. Even his voice seems different. Yeah, well, and his. I was getting screenshots because when that um, video came out yesterday, people were tweeting me with pictures of him in February getting out of the facility that he was in, and pictures of him now. And people love to put the compare and contrast photos because I, I genuinely think there are some people out there that that think this is like a stunt double or <laughs> like this is not the no. real Fetterman, like Fetterman's really dead or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's just hilarious. Um. 
I'm going to give a warning. I'm going to give a warning right now. A if warning. you have kids in the car, uh, you might want to turn us off and come back in a few minutes. Let's just keep the channel on, but just turn it down. Uh, yes, I'm giving you a fair warning. If you have kids in the car right now, turn it off. Come back to us later. Turn on uh, Turn on Leonard Skinner to do that smell. It made me want to hear that song. Ooh. Uh, and I can't believe I have to hear this because I can't believe I have to say this because we're talking about a Senate hearing from yesterday. I don't oh, know if you guys yes. saw this. My boy Kennedy. So Illinois Secretary of State Alexei Giannalis, I'm, I'm sure I'm not saying that right, testified Tuesday at a Senate Judiciary Committee hearing entitled Book Bans, Examining How Censorship Limits Liberty and Literature. For those of you who don't know, it, Illinois has passed a law banning the banning of books. Mm-hmm. So they're banning the banning of books. You, can't, you can't triple stamp a double stamp, Lloyd. <laughs> So, uh, Senator John Kennedy from Louisiana went viral yesterday because he read ex- excerpts from these explicit sex scenes at the Senate hearing. Now, I, I beeped out most of the stuff. And but this still, is the content that they're trying to ban that they're, like, outraged over. Yeah. He's interrogating Gialis by reading aloud explicit pas- passages from the books, All Boys Aren't Blue and Gender Queer. Uh, which have been banned in certain libraries. So these books have been banned. The Illinois wants to put them back on the shelves, I yep. guess. Yep, Democrats want them back on the shelves. So these, uh, this is, again, I gave you fair warning. If you have children, turn it off. But I'm going to play it. I beeped out, you know, for the most part. But it's still it's still very graphic. Okay. But again, this is a Senate hearing from yesterday, guys. Senate hearing. Uh, it's just funny to hear him read this, by the way. I love Kennedy, by the way. <laughs> Cut to here, Daniel. I confess I'm a little confused, and I appreciate the argument that that we've or discussion that we've been having. But for me, it's a little too conceptual, or I don't know, metaphysical, or theological, or whatever you want to call it. I want to try to understand what you're asking us to do. Let's take two books that have been much discussed. Um. The first one is called All Boys Aren't Blue, and I will quote from it. I put some lube on and got him on his knees, and I began to slide to him from Oh, my God. I pulled out of him and kissed him while he He asked me to turn over while he slipped a condom on himself. This was my and I was struggling to imagine someone me. Okay. Mr. Kennedy for the victory there. Wait, there's a lot All he's doing is reading a children's book. That's all this is. And quite frankly, why do we even have to bleep it out? It's a children's book. And, you know, it's amazing. Because we we have to uh, abide by FCC guidelines here. The Biden administration is for putting this book so... We we should argue to the FCC. Well, uh, yeah. President Biden yep. uh, wants this book and and yep. says it's perfectly fine in a classroom. How any Democrat or any teachers' union representative or school district employee can defend that book being on the shelf in the school library is beyond outrageous. And yet, the narrative is Republicans or conservatives that want these books eliminated from being readily available to their children are deemed to be in the wrong. Yeah. On on what planet does that make sense? 
What parent would say, you know what, I want my 9-year-old or 12-year-old to have access to that book? Are these, just, just so we have all the facts straight, these are in elementary school libraries? That's correct. Yes. And they've been banned. And We're the, sure about that. Yes, and the left not wants that, the ban to co- go away so that this can be back on the shelf. Not, not that it being in high school makes any difference because, God, I wish these shouldn't books be available like for any minor. <laughs> I wish but, it books like, anything like this were available. I wish they were talking 18. in the library. Yes. Sorry, sorry. No, if you, if, if, <laughs> seriously, no, for good. high school kids would laugh at this and make, you know, they'd yeah. probably laugh at it, and that's the problem. It leads to. Yeah. Unfortunately, it leads to some bully issues when you have that because it creates more fodder. Like, oh, Jimmy, are you with the lube? I mean, it, <laughs> why would you even go? Why? I, I saw this clip and I heard that they're going to do a big take on it either tomorrow or Friday. I just want to understand why, why Democrats are so perverted. Uh, and, and yes, to Dawn's point, uh, I had to beep out certain words, not because the words were dirty, but because the action of what he's saying yeah. is uh, could be deemed offensive by the FCC, so that's why I beeped out where I could. Would you guys like to hear some more missives? Sure. Oh, yes. I, I'd, I'd listen to John Kennedy reading the phone book. <laughs> uh, all right, Daniel, I'm going to start where I left off there. He got on top and slowly <laughs> himself into me. It was the worst pain I think I have ever felt in my life. Eventually, I felt a mix of pleasure with the pain. Close quote. All boys aren't blue. The second is a, a another much-discussed book. Um, I'm sure you're familiar with it. It's called Genderqueer. Okay? Let me read an excerpt from that. Quote, I got a new strap-on strap harness today. I can't wait to put it on you. It will fit my favorite perfectly. You're going to look so hot. Oh my God. I can't wait to have your in my mouth. What? I'm going to give you the of your life. Then I want you out of me. Mm. All right, guys. Can we just yeah. just reset for people just tuning in at 810? Yeah. That, that's John Kennedy from Louisiana reading excerpts of two books that in Illinois have been banned because people actually have common sense and don't want their children exposed to that in school libraries. And the Democrats are trying to reverse the ban and say, now, this is fine and this is part of education. <laughs> I, I'm... I, like and you see like people like Meg Brock and Dawn you've had guests on that talk about and you see there's there's a common uh phrase that a lot of people on the right use when we talk about this subject and the phrase is they're coming for your children. This is, and now you wonder why that phrase is out there and in the vernacular and in circulation because of content like that. How is that justifiable to any minor in a school district in a public school system? Or private for that matter? That should not be available for anybody under the age of 18. And if you're a parent and you have a kid and you're okay with that, I don't know. You're in a different camp than I am. Wayne Bonfiglio on the uh, YouTube chat says, I had to buy a penthouse for him to read that stuff. Jesus. It's true. It's true. And, and Playboy didn't even have that stuff back in the day, right? It no. wasn't even yeah. that graphic. But think, you know, everybody talks about these titles, gender queer. Nobody, for to his credit, He's reading all the excerpts, right. or some of them, and you think about that, and you know this, and that very book. Remember what was within the past year? We had parents who said on the on in Montgomery County, for example, saying that that very book was put on a book cart, purposely put on a book cart among other lewd books. 
they put them on a book cart and that it was on their child's, I think a, a sixth grade middle school, that it was on a book cart in a math class. Mm-hmm. And that they, they the teachers would just roll this book cart and make it available and say, oh, if you kids want to browse this. So it's not even that you would go to the library and seek out that book. Right. That they're being... Um, you know, put right in a, cl- a different classroom has nothing to do with it and, and being sort of put in the faces of these kids. Oh, the, look at these books, yeah. kids. The, the sexualization of minors mm-hmm. in schools is, yeah. a, is an astounding, I'm not even going to call it a 180. This is like complete 360. You know, when we were, when I was in school, we had, you had sex ed class, like yeah. in 10th grade. You didn't have like porn. It no. wasn't graphic. Why don't we graphic just put porn yet, right in math we class? Didn't, we didn't have guidance counselors hiding the gender identity of a kid from their parents. We didn't have this. Uh, we're gonna put this. You know, when when I was in the library in school, there was like Goosebumps by R.L. Stein. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. Sports yeah. Illustrated for kids, and you couldn't even get the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue. They thought that was graphic. We'll get we'll get to it in a few minutes but when he was questioning uh uh this one person they compared it to the the, like well the catcher in the rye and and you know books that may have used the n-word you know like um uh, huckleberry finn or whatever like they they're still in like that's so different Mm -hmm. that is so different than this it's just so different I, I don't understand the justification. I can't wrap my head around any way they try to defend it. I just can't. By the way, I, I listened to this last night, and the like the brand manager in me was just like, boy, I, I don't even know if this is safe. And these are – so to Dawn's point, I welcome an FCC inquiry because, like, we could just argue that, well, this is what – they're trying to let our kids read this. Exactly. Right? You're right. So you're telling me we can't as adults. Yes. But it's okay for Johnny and Megan. Yes. Okay. This this radio station is for adults. We know that. Correct. Mm-hmm. So we can't air this for adults because of the FCC, but they want to give it to our children to right. read. And and I did my due diligence. I, I beeped out every sort of yeah. innuendo or graphic word that's in there. But yeah. still, I mean, you get the gist of this. Right. A little bit more. Quote. Now, Mr. Secretary, what are you asking us to do? (laughs) Are you suggesting that only librarians should decide whether the two books that I just referenced should be available to kids? Is that what you're saying? No. Okay. Tell me what you're saying. Well, uh, first of all, th- there's this. Don't give me a speech. Tell me what you're asking will, me to do. With all due respect, Senator, and, uh, the words you spoke are disturbing, especially coming out of your mouth is very disturbing. But I would, I would also tell you that sm- what a smug, especially a-hole. coming out of your yeah. mouth, what a your, smug a hole. With the way you speak as a Southern boy from Louisiana, <laughs> uh, Ooh, those should, are some party lips, Mister Librarian. <laughs> should this be in the Dewey Decimal System or the card catalog? <laughs> It's a new way to teach subtraction. <laughs> yeah. God. I, I, I just, you know. And none of these people ever answer the question they're asked. And I almost wonder, because we live in this day and age where we only read covers, we only read titles and headlines and snapshots. I almost wonder, and I'm not defending Democrats or anybody that wants these books out, but I wonder if they've actually read the entire thing, much like the Florida advanced studies for African-American studies where DeSantis was being uh, accused of 
everything that he really wasn't trying to do because nobody actually read the 40 page um, syllabus. They just they just run with narrative. Like if, if people actually took the time to process stuff, they wouldn't be objecting to mm-hmm. Kennedy's point here. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, we continue. I'm not advocating for kids to read porn to Senator Booker's what point. What are you advocating for? We are advocating for parents, random parents, not to have the ability under the guise of keeping kids safe to try and challenge the world view of every single manner on these issues. You're getting conceptual game. What I'm not getting conceptual. Well, I'm yes, saying that- you are. Yes, you are. Because you... you I want to know what you're recommending. It sounds to me like what some of you are saying the librarians should decide who gets to see that book. I'm saying when you're making, when individual parents are allowed to make a decision of what, where that line is and to kill a mockingbird, which involves a rape scene, should that book be pulled from our libraries? Oh I think it becomes a slippery well, slope. I think you ought to think about slippery it slope, a little bit poor more. Slippery choice of words. <laughs> I'm just saying. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. No, it's. I mean, it's a. It's a good point. Mm-hmm. It, it is. It. It's not. You know that what those books like To Kill a Mockingbird and 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 Huckleberry Finn and 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 all this stuff. That's like that's literature. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like like we we can we can all discern that. Yes, you can from, differentiate. This is yeah. like this is poor. It is was right. And To Kill a Mockingbird. Let's you know. Usually these books that you're talking about. Ninth, tenth, eleventh grade right. material. This is high school material because To Kill a Mocking, you know, it, it, these, a lot of these Huckleberry Finn, they're kind of coming of age stories and mm-hmm. that sort of thing. So these are high school level, usually reading, readings. Yeah. Where, and, and Kite Runner, I, I'll put that mm-hmm. one is a New York Times bestseller, some graphic material, but that's the point of Kite Runner, which is a more, let's say, modern version yep. uh, written by an Afghan refugee. It is fiction. However, it's based on real-time events, yeah. much like Kill a Mockingbird. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Kill a Mockingbird is obviously about racism and, and law, you know, justice and racism in the system and in society. So those are all high school reading material. The point of Kennedy and the point that, that a lot of parents talk about is it, it, this This is not even a high school. No. This is This is in grade schools and even available to kids as young as as kindergarten and first grade and, and that's look, the you, problem yeah, you do whatever you want you get into whatever you want when you're an adult i've been very clear about that but just sitting here listening to that even at, at 39 years old and i'm sitting here and it's this, uncomfortable this, this, is it my, is. this is my workplace yes and i'm hearing these conversations that he's reading you're right i mean it's like an adult video greg you're you are creating a toxic I, work environment by could, playing that. Nick could, <laughs> honest to God, you and Nick could file a complaint against me for playing this. That that is a one hundred percent. I'm not giving you any ideas, but yeah. you guys could, yes, because it's uncomfortable. Yeah. But again, we're not doing this for salacious value. Like this isn't, you know, the Howard Stern show. Yeah. We're play, this was at a Senate hearing. Yesterday. And let's also mention this as well. For the eight-year-old or the eleven-year-old that would have access to this book and see and read that excerpt, that child has no idea what they're reading. They have no comprehension of what any of that means. So I don't understand the rush to have our children grow up and be. Why are we trying to accelerate the clock on their maturity? It makes no sense to me. Whatever happened to let kids be kids? Yeah. I mean, and apparently, gonna, you, you can't do that anymore either. They're gonna they're gonna find all this stuff out, but they should do it like we all did it in, in a back alley, not not, not in a school library. In, in damn the, it! In the in the backseat of a ninety seven Honda Civic. 
The window's steamed up. All right, we continue. Before you come here, I've thought about if Senator- you're going to propose something, you ought to be able in 30 seconds to be able to explain what Senator- you're asking us to do. Senator- Ms. Kelly, what do you understand? Well, let me skip you for a second. Mr. Um, By the way, yeah, let, you, you over there. Let me just, no, no, no. Let me just stop it. If you're watching right now on YouTube, you will see why he has a little trouble identifying this next person. <laughs> His suit is two times too big, uh, did by you the way. See, oh, did you see the, yeah. okay. Um, uh, YouTube.com slash at 1210WPHD. He's dressed like Matlock. This. Um, uh, this is the next person that he questions. You'll see why uh, he has a little trouble um, identifying this person. Cameron. Tell me what you're you're proposing. It's pronounced mix. Um, mix is that how you? How would you like me to refer to you, Senator? Your definition of sexual is synonymous with LGBTQ identity. Library. I'm not asking you that. I'm asking you to tell me. You read those two excerpts. Gender Do queer. Do you think that this guy? Are you asking that only librarians and yeah. my parents have any say? and whether minors can read those books. Is that what you're saying? Genderqueer has never been in my school library, so it's never been banned. Well, suppose it was. Should it be up just to the librarian, or should parents have a say? There should be facilitation of collaboration between students and Should parents, parents have and a say? Parents should be working with students and educators to okay. be making decisions because... Uh, uh, for those of you who are not on mm-hmm. YouTube right now, you can see he's dressed as the Joker. I guess. Yeah, it's so. a, like a lavender suit with a yellow bow tie, hair brushed from uh, right to left on your radio dial. Is it pink? Somebody says, Tom Walsh said it's pink. Is know. it pink or purple? I think, I think my truck is blue, but everybody tells me it's gray. It looks like pastel lilac to me. Yeah. Pastel lilac. Sounds like, sounds like pastel lilac yeah. as well. But he's not answering the question yeah. because everybody in that room is, you know, kind of eyes averted it's yeah. awkward <laughs> and i i really think they should have like a mr rogers moment I and know. just read it out have story time put a little twinkling yep. you know sound effects in the background and say hey every day in congress we're going to read excerpts from mm-hmm. america's favorite books like this if if they if they want these in reading times then let's let's have it out let's make it public and let's not bleep it out Eartho on the YouTube chat says, I may have to unsubscribe. I know. I don't blame blame you, Eartho. I mean, (laughs) it's just not, everybody in that room knows this is not appropriate for young children. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you, I would even question putting, I like this, the local schools who will say, hey, if you want these books, well, they're cheap, you can you can go to Amazon, they'll deliver them day off, yeah, right? Yep. Nowadays, it's not like the back in the day of the Dewey Decimal System. when You have, you know what I mean? You, you, libraries are not the only place. In fact, for most people, they're the last place that you get a book. Right. So that's number one. So both sides are you know kind of pimping this issue, but for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. It's just not appropriate. And it is indoctrinated. Clearly, it's... Why would you want that in, say, a, in say, a library? It's indoctrination. Say it yeah. is indoctrination. Say. Clearly, yeah. yes. Yeah. Uh, it's it, there's no. What other motive would you have to have that book available to kindergarten and first grade and second know, grade kids? You know, I try not to cocktail too hard during the week because I have to be up at four fifteen. Like, but you not say cocktail? Well, it's in fit, the concept. It, well, it's of fitting the, here. It's it's fitting here because please. I might need to hit the bottle a little harder tonight stop. after hearing John Kennedy talking about harnesses. Oh no, stop. <laughs> By the way, uh, no, uh, no shock. Uh, there's are there are a ton of people watching right now on YouTube. So if you're watching right now on YouTube, please hit the like button. And also, if you have not done so, please hit the um, subscribe button. Yes, and uh, 
I know we got Bruno coming up, but I'm yeah. getting a couple of texts saying they got him, question mark. Oh, did Are they? Is anybody aware of whether or not Cavalcanti has been, is anybody seeing anything? I probably shouldn't just be like asking these random questions out loud, but you shouldn't. Multi- no. Multiple texts. Um, so maybe we'll, we can get something on that, but uh, we'll get to Bruno in one second, but just let me finish. Yeah. yeah. Just let me finish. This of course. Yeah. Students, right. and who decides ultimately the librarian or do you take a vote or who takes the vote? Book review committees in the community in my school district. You want a committee to decide? There are committees. Okay. Well, I'm asking you, how do we decide whether the two books that I just referenced should be available in the library? What What would you, if you were if you were running things, what would you do? All boys aren't blue. The scene you mentioned is about sexual abuse. I know what it's about. It's not. What erotic. would you do in terms of making the books available? Would you say anybody can see them, or they have to be in a special session? Students who do not read books like All Boys Aren't Blue cannot learn what is appropriate. I understand that. They cannot learn. I understand, but none of you abuse. want to answer my question. You come here and you say censorship is bad, and of course it's bad. But the obvious response is, okay, you heard the books we're talking about. Okay, we're not talking about Catcher in the Rye. <laughs> so tell me what you want, who gets to decide. And all I've heard is the librarians. And parents have nothing to do with it. And if that's your response, what planet did you just parachute in from? Parents, Senator. Or what country, more appropriately? <laughs> this is not China. Parents, Senator, with all due respect, parents absolutely have a say. My parents were immigrants, came to this country. We never checked out books without our parents seeing what, what books we were reading. They encouraged us to Mr. read Mr. Secretary, books. I understand this is good for your politics back home. It's got nothing to do with my not, politics. No, my bill is passed. Of course it does. My it bill every, has passed. everything to do with your I'm here, politics. I'm here to, but you came here with a problem, and I'm trying to understand the solution, and you don't have one. We solved the solution. Other than, we solved other than, the solution other than to tell us that we don't agree with you, you're on the wrong, we'll be on the wrong side of history. We solved the problem in Illinois. We fixed it. Because we uh, well, there are others you make... could work on. Well, that's I, why I'm, I'm here out of to help. Time. Thank I'm you, Mr. Help, Chairman, to help other states make these decisions. Wow. I'll yeah, I you. wish you would have asked that guy about mm-hmm. what's going on in New Jersey, where parents are being cut out of the conversation. That's yeah. correct. I'll tell you what. We've aired Kennedy now in three or four different editions of the Cutchy in these types of settings. Yep. He's undefeated, in my opinion. Yeah, he did a he did a great job. That's why I played the entire thing. Yeah, you know what I mean. He's like, really like, good. It was just it was just worth it. I just love to the the iPad next to him. Imagine him on Christmas <laughs> opening that. What is this gizmo here? Wow, that is I I've uh, yeah. There you I, go. Oh, man, <laughs> people who tuned in from eight o'clock to eight thirty definitely got their money's worth. Today. I would agree. Woo. I would agree. Oofa. All right, Tony Bruno's coming up in just about five minutes, and it is official. Uh, Danilo Cavacante is in custody. That according to Chris O'Connell from Fox 29. Wow. So as Janine said in Ghostbusters, they got one. <laughs> He's gone. I was only a day off on the prediction. All right, quick break. We'll get to Bruno, and then we will certainly talk about Mr. Cavalcanti's apprehension uh, in a little bit. Kalen Company, 829, and we're back after this here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. It's Kalen Company On Demand from Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and the free Odyssey app. Innovation refunds, because this is something that if you're a small business person, you survived COVID. What a rough time that everybody dealt with uh, during the COVID pandemic, all the shutdowns, but you survived. And that's why it's important that you know about 
innovation refunds and the ERC. I've been talking about this a lot. Just to inform you, you might not know that you are due a big a big refund. Okay, this is not some loan. Innovation Refunds has been asking small business owners to just see if you may be eligible for this payroll tax refund, and it's through the ERC, the Employee Retention Credit. Okay, it's a tax refund for businesses who kept employees on payroll for parts of 2020 as well as 2021. And I'm talking to CPAs, people who are experts at being an accountant, who are saying, we don't really know, this is not our skill set. And that's the important piece of this, that you've got to understand how different it is filing an ERC claim that's very different from doing your regular income taxes. Even your own accountant may not know how to cut through all that bureaucracy. That's why I want you to know about this. So if you are a small business owner with five or more full-time W-2 employees I'm talking about, learn more about your ERC eligibility by visiting innovationrefunds.com or just call them, 1-843-REFUNDS. Talk to that team member. There's no upfront charge here. They don't get paid unless you get paid. Innovation Refunds does not provide tax or legal advice. They're going to work with an independent network of tax professionals and we'll share that info with them to evaluate and then process your claim for you. Terms and conditions apply, but innovation refunds is something that you need to find out about because you may be due a whole lot of money that's owed to you. So all you got to do is call 1-843-REFUNDS and talk to a team member. It's innovationrefunds.com, innovationrefunds.com. Start your day with Kale and Company, weekday mornings 6 till 10, on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and the free Odyssey app.